0: Welcome back to Moon Harbor Heroes. Today's issue is Cataclysm Crew, issue 15, No Time Like the Present. On the cover, Tyrannus floats, high above an ancient city on a hill, electricity coursing around him. The clouds behind him are dark and tumultuous. His eyes glow a brilliant and terrifying white. We turn the page and our story begins. This issue begins with Not necessarily a recap of Alan's last scene in Moon Harbor, but that same scene again from Alan's point of view. You're in the room with the, like, pipes and the water supply, the water testing, where you've just poured the pheromones. And you see the guards through the open doorway. And then we see that moment of the just explosion of electricity. And I think we see very, very dramatically the explosion of electricity, the entire panel going white, except for like a black silhouette of Alan, and then two or three pages of just nothing, just like solid black ink.
1: Um, This is an expensive issue.
0: It's an expensive issue, but it's Alan's first issue back. We thought he died, but he didn't. We flip the page and we see Alan... Laying in what looks like an open field. Alan, you look around, and there are trees nearby. Um, you look like you're in a bit of a clearing. And it's just generally pretty open. No buildings with in sight. No people with sight. Nothing above you, nothing below you. Just grass and trees. What do you do?
1: Alan is going to um, stand up, or try to stand up, and dust himself off. And... Um... So you said I don't see anything but really just planes in all directions, effectively. Yeah,
0: it's Um, like trees around you. Like, you landed in the middle of a forest. The grass around you is pretty scorched. Like, you kind of crash-landed here.
1: Okay. I want to take note. I want to look around. I want to see, is the sky dark? Do I see anything familiar? If I don't just from the ground, I want to actually fly upwards out of the canopy and take stock from the uh, area around or at least try to fly upwards.
0: Why do you go ahead and roll to assess the situation?
1: That's a 10.
0: Before you do that, uh, you do fly up in the air. There's nothing like notable immediately around you until you like clear up above the tree line. And then you see what looks like a city. But it's uh, there are no skyscrapers or anything. It looks like it's mostly, like, stone and wood. It's a city on a hill, very, like, stepped up. Go ahead and ask whatever questions you want.
1: What here can I use to assess where I am? And then I honestly want to ask is what here is the most vulnerable to me?
0: From where you are, you probably can't give any, like, definitive answer for where you are. You'd probably have to get closer to the city to find out. There may be signage on the inside of the city or something like that. And what here is most vulnerable to you? This city looks pretty, I'm going to say rudimentary. It's pretty older. This is a not super technologically advanced city. You're not sure where you are, but it's definitely like a more primitive kind of city. I imagine they probably don't have a lot of defense against electricity. So this city seems pretty vulnerable to you.
1: I want to say that the, the panel where you see uh, Alan flying in the air, uh, there's going to be electricity kind of just jolting off of him as it's like keeping him up in the air. And then what I want to do is have a panel where Alan flies towards the city, but he's going to land outside the city. And it's going to look a lot like like when Thor lands and lightning just off of him mm-hmm. and so you're gonna see the superhero quote-unquote superhero landing and then i kind of want to sneak towards the city to kind of get in uh, closer into the city uh to kind of get a idea of a layabout of you know the populace maybe if, see if i can see anything anyone that looks familiar to me and if no one looks familiar i'm gonna to try to see what exactly i'm i'm dealing with here because i'm not i'm not familiar with this landscape i'm not familiar. i've never been in you know it doesn't look like anywhere i've ever been to kind of poke around some buildings and 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 take a take a gander
0: so let's start with you landing outside the city you come down in the like thor crashing are you like landing is it like an explosion when you land or do you like control your landing so you land quietly
1: i'm gonna land quietly i mean there's still electricity you know pooling off of me you know it, it it's a, it's a quieter landing it's not like a boom lightning hits no it's a it's a rather a much quieter landing it's just if someone was paying attention they would probably have seen this lightning in the woods
0: so you land um just inside the edge of the trees and as you land uh, a figure is in the field not too far from you with locks of sheep These sheep are much broader than the sheep we have nowadays. Um, These are, like, pretty beefy monsters. As you land, the figure in the field turns and looks at you. And it's just a kid, probably, like, three or four years younger than you. He is in a, like, wrap kilt skirt kind of effect. It looks most like a toga that was, like, they, like, let the shoulders fall off, so it's got, like, a couple of layers of quilting hanging down over from like waist down to knees. And this figure sees you and then turns and just runs into the city. And then you start hearing cries coming from inside the city and like people reacting. And it's not in a language you recognize.
1: Fantastic. You're going to see a very confused look on Alan's face as he's not quite understanding what's going on. But I am going to realize that I'm going to need to change clothes. So I want to scan for a house or anything nearby that I could possibly just yank some clothes from.
0: So within an easy flight, kind of just above those sheep, um, like just above and past those sheep, is what looks like a like lean-to kind of tent. Mostly just like fabric draped over um, some sticks, leaning up against a tree. There might be some clothes in there.
1: All right, so I'm going to run towards that direction, trying to not get seen by anyone else from the city. And I want to examine and see if I can find some clothing to better camouflage myself, because I'm still wearing my um, quote-unquote saber uniform.
0: There are clothes inside. They'd probably fit you. They'd probably be a little bit tight, but it's also mostly just, like, fabric to drape over you. Very Toga-esque. So you could probably just, like, slip that on.
1: Okay, I'm going to slip that on, and then I'm going to toss my clothes to the side and strike them with lightning you know, to set them on fire so to prevent them from being found by anyone else. Maybe toss them if there's a campfire nearby, I'd toss them into the campfire, and then light it with my little, little bolt of electricity.
0: As you do that, three or four like armed men with spears in hand in very similar toga-looking outfits have like come through the gates of the city. As you, like, send that bolt of lightning and just set these clothes aflame. And you hear cries and then, like, the three men, like, raise their spears at you. They're not throwing them. They're, like, holding them very, like, pole-style towards you. There is this, like, booming sound of something loud within the city. It sounds almost like a drumbeat, but less steady, less um, consistent, more erratic. And then crouching underneath the gate, uh, stepping through the gate, is this roughly 10-foot tall, giant-looking human. He carries an axe over one shoulder and has what looks like just like the branch of a tree in his other hand. Like, this is, it's, it's a log in his other hand. And he starts approaching you.
1: I want to back up and I'm going to raise my arms up and be like, I mean you no harm. Uh, I don't know where I am. Help?
0: As you speak, you hear a voice click in your head, like a psychic connection. And this really quiet and like kind of mousy voice says, Wait, do you speak English?
1: Uh, y- yes. I, I want to say that out loud. Yes.
0: The voice kind of laughs and it's like a very like bell like quiet laugh um in your head. And then the voice continues and says, you can just think it. I can I can hear your thoughts. It's all right.
1: You're going to see a thought bubble and go, OK, um, help. Where am I? When am I? What What is going on? Uh, well, I think the best way to
0: answer that question is to ask, when do you think you are?
1: Alan is going to take a more relaxed stance, even though he's got those guards still, you know, standing there doing their thing. And he's going to go, he's going to think, um, not entirely sure, honestly. Last I knew, I was standing in front of a water purifier and I went, uh, well, I was standing in front of a water purifier, and now I'm here. So I'm Tyrannus. Who are you? Uh,
0: I'm Lugan, and this is Asus. And Asus, the giant nods. And then you see stepping out from behind his leg, a probably about five foot three very thin man steps out from behind his shoulder or from behind his leg and he waves and he's like so from what i can figure we're in the past somewhere based on sunsets and sunrises and uh weather and such definitely northern hemisphere i think europe uh and hi uh you can stop floating if you want you can like come down and say hi
1: i'm actually gonna look at the ground and go oh i didn't even realize i was floating and i'm gonna land and you know as i'm floating there you would have seen in any panels you that did that showed the my feet i don't think any any panels would have shown his feet at this point Um, but the panel that shows his feet would show that there's like small sparks of lightning just (laughs) on hitting the ground so, yeah, I would land, and I'd be like, "Oh, yeah, sorry about that." And I would say this out loud. You said your name once again? Uh Lukon I want to uh I want to step towards the group.
0: The three warriors like raise their spears, and then, um the giant like raises his axe, and Lukon like steps forward and like gestures with his hand for everyone to lower. And they all like take a step back and they do. And then Lucan comes up to you and offers a hand.
1: I'm gonna take my hand out and shake his hand.:
0: His handshake is a little strange. He like goes and like grabs like your forearm, not your hand. It's very like old-fashioned. As you are shaking hands, forearms, Lucan smiles at you and says, "So when are you from?"
1: I'm from 2020. 80. When are we?
0: Luke on smiles and is like, well, I'm not entirely sure. Um, I think. Probably. About. Two. Somewhere in there.
1: Two. I'm going to get a little taken aback by this and be like, wait, two, that, that's, so I went back in time. Okay. Okay. Uh, Alan is visibly freaking out at this point.
0: I think Laquan kind of grins and was like, I'm from uh, 2112. So I get it based on the language and the, the writing and everything I can find about history, I think we're roughly at the um, I guess the turn of the millennia? I don't know really what to call it. Um, I'm a linguist. My, my powers are language-based. In my time, they called me the poet. That's Asus. He is from around here. Like sometime this time frame, but uh He's a giant.
1: I could see that.
0: He doesn't speak English, but I can communicate with pretty much anyone once I've seen written language for them. So happy to translate. Welcome to ancient Europe.
1: Interesting. Okay. So I'm sure you're already anticipated what my first question is going to be, but how do we get back?
0: on laughs and is like that is a great question and if I had that answer I don't think I would be in 2AD. I'm not sure.
1: Wonderful okay um
0: and then we hear drums like very rhythmic like these are clearly drums not footsteps and he's like but right now we have bigger issues so let's get inside the gates and he like grabs your hand and like pulls you with him as he okay asus and uh the three warriors like run in through the gates
1: okay bigger issues what 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 that what are you white? What tra- wait what what what, are, what bigger issues what's going on
0: he kind of like sheepishly grins at you and he's like yeah so you arrived right before a warring tribe did um, the reason everyone's so on edge is because uh, there were tribes spotted coming to attack this village, and then a god arrived. As far as they were concerned,
1: oh, okay. Well, why don't and he's gonna look at the gate and it's like, okay, well, why don't we handle it? We've got me, we've got a giant. I mean, it can't be that bad, right? One display of power and. If this is 280, one display of power and uh, they bow and kowtow, right? If I remember my history right.
0: I think we can try. Um, I don't really have any like cool powers, but I can read their minds, I guess.
1: Yeah, you're right. And I, uh, I don't want to get anyone hurt either. And I definitely don't want anyone hurt because of I mean, what are they even fighting for? What?
0: If I knew that answer, I would happily tell you. It seems like they're fighting to fight. Fighting for land. Um, I wouldn't call this the most civilized city in the world. They do have running water, though. That's nice. They've got a really cool pipe system. So that's fun.
1: Okay, well, then, I guess... What, we just sit this out? I mean... These people think I'm a god, apparently, as you said. They're probably going to want me to fight with them, aren't they? You can understand what they're saying, I'm sure, as he gestures around towards whatever's going on around us.
0: <laughs> he looks around and he's like, well, they thought you were coming to smite them and to, and this is a loose translation, but wreak righteous havoc upon them. So, <laughs> um...
1: I- I suppose you could fight. Wreak ractus havoc upon them. Why would I do that? (sighs) Okay. Well,
0: they missed their annual sacrifice. And so uh, the gods didn't come. Or the gods weren't going to help, probably. I don't know. It's a little bit lost in translation, but basically, uh, they didn't sacrifice someone, so they thought you were coming to strike vengeance upon them.
1: Alan at this point is clearly flustered. Uh he's he's like this is clearly backwards and he's just, just like he understands that these cause he you know somewhat paid attention in, in his in his studies. Um but he's like he's very flustered by this whole thing. Oh there is there anyone around us like guardsmen or anything like that? I know that we just got pulled in.
0: There are a few guards, warriors, like people. They're all standing by the gate. The giant Asus is currently closing it, barring it with a massive tree. The drumbeat is getting louder and louder and louder. And through the gate is wooden slats. So through the slats in the wood, um, as you're watching, you can see that not a large military, but probably like 200, 300 people are emerging from the trees. And in front of them is a figure with long red hair wearing like a leather, I'm going to use the word bodysuit, but it's not like the bodysuits like you would think of with superheroes. It's like very much like leather patches kind of like sewn together to make a like torso cover. And the figure is carrying a large sword and they raise their sword and the entire group that's with them cries out very loudly, Tautatis. And then the group begins to charge the gate.
1: Okay. Well, Tyrannus feels like he's in a little bit of a pickle. He doesn't want to see anyone hurt, but there's a good chance he might have to hurt somebody. Uh, I look at Lucan and say something to the effect of, if this is the past, it's already history, so why not? And I want to basically at this point look at Lucan and then leap into the air over the gate and basically strike the ground in front of the invading force with a very large bolt of lightning.
0: Excellent. Are you trying to hurt them or are you trying to just like break the ground? What are you trying to do?
1: I'm not trying to hurt anyone. I'm more trying to st- Startle them into stopping whatever they're doing. Okay, so I'll let you
0: choose. You can either have that be a provoke someone, you can like provoke them to stop moving, or that can be an unleash your powers to like reshape your environment.
1: I'm gonna let that be an unleash my powers to reshape the environment a bit.
0: Cool, go ahead and roll plus freak.
1: Big money, big money, big money, no whammies. <laughs> totally whammies. <laughs>
0: So that was a two. Mark that potential. You got that potential. You're coming down with that, like, bolt of lightning. And the figure in the front with the sword just swings their sword at the lightning as it comes down. And just, like, knocks it back almost like baseball style directly into your chest. Uh, Go ahead and roll to take a powerful blow. Oof. Okay. That's
1: fun. That hurt.
0: So that's a six, so go ahead and mark potential and tell me how you weather the blow.
1: Alan is going to basically redirect it. He's going to grab it in his hand and he's going to let it float through his body and he's going to release it into the sky directly upwards.
2: The
0: crowd of soldiers all, like, react with shock and awe on both sides, Um, both the soldiers behind the gate and the soldiers in the open field. Um, There's, like, a lots of, like, cries of, like, Words you don't understand, but it seems very much like witchcraft, magic, god, um, very shock, some fear, but a lot of, like, wonder. Um, mm-hmm. And the figure with the red hair openly laughs and then jumps into the air and swings their sword at you.
1: What do you do? Okay, so can I uh, charge my powers As he's jumping up. Yep, absolutely. Okay, that is a nine. I'm going to mark a condition, and I'm going to mark Insecure.
0: Excellent. Alright, you have three burn to spend. What do you want to do?
1: I am going to wrap electricity around my arm, grab grab the blade, and place my hand on this fellow's chest as he reaches me. And just say the word no as I just push, as I reality storm into his chest. Just
0: boom. Are you going to cause unwanted collateral damage are you going to spend that second burn as well? I'll
1: spend the second burn. Cool. That's a hit. All
0: right. Excellent. So on a seven to nine, and this, that was an eight. So on a seven to nine, uh, pick one.
1: Um, that would be a directly engaged my threat, right? I am going mm-hmm. to, uh, I'll be resisting or avoiding their blows.
0: Yeah. You catch on to the sword and then send the lightning into the chest of this figure. Mm-hmm. Um, and the lightning like courses through them and you can see like they wince in pain. Um, they're not wearing masks or anything. They look, their face is very human. And the electricity, like, courses through them and then comes shooting out the top of the sword and into the sky. Much like you redirected powers earlier. So, like, the two of you are just, like, holding the sword in midair. Mm -hmm. And they're like, ugh, you time travelers are so irritating. And then they're going to, like, kick off and pull the sword out of your grip and just, like, flip through the air and land on their feet down on the ground.
1: Wait. Now, of course, we still got lightning, like, coursing out of my eyes because I'm still charged. But I'm going to, uh, you're going to, he's, uh, Alan is going to be like, wait, you speak English. The figure looks up at you and says,
0: yes, of course I speak English.
1: Uh, Alan is actually going to land in front of him and go, why, why are y'all attacking these people?
0: The figure grins and says. Yeah, nothing else to do in this timeline. And then uh, they're going to swing their sword at you again.
1: Alan is going to, uh, he wants to duck. And he's basically, he's going to duck under the blade and parry the dude's arm and basically using what he learned in, you know, in his training. He's going to use a martial arts move that basically he's going to s- parry, put his foot behind the other person and just boom! knock him on his ass and be like and just be like stop why are you doing this there's no need to fight we can make this place better or try to get home
0: the figure is gonna grin Um, i'm gonna say you did all that pretty comfortably that wasn't like stretching your powers okay Um, so the figure lands and then is like why would we go home (laughs) we're gods here
1: Yeah, but are we really? These people are terrified. And and I'm going to gesture to the people behind me and behind him. These people are terrified of us. Why don't we help? Why don't we set history on a path that's not just fighting?
0: Go ahead and roll to provoke someone there.
1: Okay. Great.
0: On a 7 to 9. So that was an 8. So on a 7 to 9, they can instead choose 1. They stumble, you take plus one forward against them, they err, you gain a critical opportunity, or they overreact to gain influence over them. They're going to look at you, and they kind of soften, and they're like, okay, you're right. So they're on the ground from where you knocked them down. They offer you their hand, like help them up.
1: I am actually not going to help them up. I'm going to look at them and say, no offense, but I don't trust you. And I'm going to step back and say, you can get up on your own. When are you from?
0: They smile and they're like, "Wow, so I guess your timeline, you don't help poor innocent women." And they stand up and like unclip their, uh, like the leather armor that they're wearing, and like let it kind of fall off. And underneath, they're in like what looks like just a t shirt. Like it looks like a t shirt, but you can clearly tell based on the um the way it's drawn, it is very apparent that that is a woman. Okay, and she's like. Let's see, uh, it's been such a long time, uh, 2008, 2009, I don't remember when I jumped. But like, yeah, I think 2008.
1: Okay. Huh. And, sorry, it's not that I don't help people up, don't help people, I just, again, you just attacked me. So, you have to understand. Um,
0: Absolutely. Uh, And then she's going to launch at you and grab onto you. And then all of a sudden you two are just plunged into darkness. And uh, that was her overreacting. So you've got influence over her now.
1: Okay. What was her name?
0: (laughs) Oh, I haven't told you her name yet. You haven't asked. Uh, After a moment, um, her hair starts to glow red. And you see that you're just in this cave, cavern area. And she, like, looks at you and she's like, sorry, wasn't in the mood for the performance right now. And she puts her hand out and this, like, energy starts flowing from her hand. And a rock moves to the side. Or rather, a rock, like, jumps to the side and is, like, portal to the side. And underneath it just is just this, like... Small assortment of technology, like a cell phone and uh, like a solar powered charger and uh, some other assorted wire stuff. And she like sits down and starts like messing around on her phone. And she's like, "If you want to get a drink, you're more than welcome to." And then she like portals another rock aside, and there's like a makeshift fridge behind it, and like a couple of cans of soda.
1: I'm sorry. I I'm, I'm going to look around look around and go, sorry I, I didn't catch your name, you know, before you kidnapped me. Uh
0: yeah, hi. I'm Tautades. Um or at least that's what the people call me. Uh from what I can understand it means protector of the realm. You can call me Tatiana.
1: Okay. Well, Tatiana, do you brought this stuff back with you?
0: No, uh shit just appears here. It's like a I don't know, from what I can tell, like this is where stuff from time lands. When stuff goes through time that doesn't have a destination, it ends up here. There's a whole like junkyard over by the volcano.
1: <sighs> Wish Maki know we're here. So Performance Show? what was all that
0: oh you know gotta give the people what they want
1: and what they want is us beating the tartar sauce out of each other
0: she grins and she's like the tartar sauce out of each other that's cute no they want us to kill each other but uh not in the mood to kill the only person i can have an intelligent conversation with sacrifices are cute and all, but, uh, I haven't had a chance to talk to anyone in, like, three years.
1: But what about Lucan? Who? The, the, the kid. The, the psychic. You're telling me you haven't talked to him? I mean,
0: you can kind of spot a time traveler just, like, by looking at him. So, like, I saw him, but, I don't know. It seemed like a bit of a square.
1: Probably. Uh, not so much as I am. Okay, so we're squatting in the cave of lost time objects.
0: I like to call it the time cavern. I think it's a it's a, fun a mouthful. To it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> gotcha.
0: I wouldn't say we're squatting. I mean, we've got food. We have a cell phone. Not that it's much use, but, you know, we have one. Great. I uh, And she holds it up, and she's like, I have Angry Birds.
1: Yeah, not, wasn't quite much of a video game player. Things seemed to explode in my hands when I touched them.
0: And she's like, yeah, so, like, what's your deal? You're, like, a living thunderstorm?
1: Something like that, yeah.
0: I bet people were Freaked out when you got here.
1: Yeah, they tried to kill me. Or at least held their spears at me. They thought I was you guys. Oh, speaking of which, shouldn't we go back and, you know, stop them from fighting?
0: Nah. I mean, nah.
1: Did they just watch? They just saw their gods disappear. I mean, gotta go do something, right? I don't want. All that blood on my hands, especially when I know I could have stopped it.
0: I mean, if it's not them fighting, it's someone else. She like reaches into the, um, uh, like makeshift fridge, pulls out a uh, can, uh, can, and she's like, Tab?
1: Mm. No. No. I don't know how long that's been in the time stream.
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure it <laughs> can go bad. And she pops it open and takes a drink.
1: Yeah, I still don't trust it. So, okay. So we're time travelers. I guess we're time travelers. You're from 2008-ish? Roughly. What happened? How did you get here?
0: So, I was trying to, like, use my, like, teleportation powers to, like, figure out how to, like, jump... Well, okay, I wasn't. Saber was trying to use my, like, teleportation powers to figure out how to, like, jump through time. And, uh... You know. It worked. It worked. They just can't need... jump back. Yeah. <laughs> you a mind reader like that Lucan kid is?
1: No. I just know how cyber works.
0: Yeah, well. I mean, I, I appreciate them for what they did, you know.
1: They used me as a lab rat. As a power battery. And then as a spy. She,
0: look, she looks really confused and she's like, That doesn't make any sense. Saber wouldn't do that. Saber And then she looks at you and she's like... Wait, who's (laughs) in charge of Saber in your timeline?
1: Glacier is. Or... Was? I don't know. Last thing I knew, I think we blew up City Hall. So I'm not sure who's in charge now.
0: Uh, She looks at you and kind of cocks her head to one side. And she's like... That's not possible, Glacier died in two
1: thousand two. M- Wait,
0: no. I- Queens- Queen B in charge of Saber.
1: No, not in my timeline. Queen B is well. She's the villain. She's part of the MMM.
0: The MMM was disbanded in ninety four. We uh. I mean, I didn't, I wasn't born yet, but, or I was just born, I was like, what, two? Um, But I, uh, they were disbanded when mutants got full rights, like when mutants got like full protection under the law, and then Glacier died, and Queen Bee was appointed the head of Sabre, and the Superhero Protection Act was passed, and all of that. What do you mean Saber used you as a battery?
1: Exactly what I said. Dr. Rankon? Does that name sound ring any bells?
0: Nope, I got nothing.
1: Huh. So we're from different timelines, which means different universes? So this could possibly be a different Earth. Huh. So we're not jumping. You weren't jumping timelines. You were jumping dimensions.
2: Moon Harbor Heroes is produced by Anthony Sheets and T.P. Hugh and edited by Anthony Sheets. Anthony can be found on Twitter at IcyNewYear or at IcyNewYear.com. T is the host of Incubator On Air, a new play podcast available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Play. She can be found at T. Huth Playwright on Twitter or TPHuth94 on Instagram. Cataclysm Crew is GM'd by T.P. Huth. Tyrannus is played by Kaido Kane. Kaido is a Twitch personality and loves their three mischievous cats. You can find them at TheVersian on Twitter and as KaidoKane on Twitch.tv. Our logo was designed by Beautiful Beasties. She can be found on Instagram at beastly.doodles or at patreon.com slash beautifulbeasties. The music of this issue is Mistake the Getaway by Kevin McLeod. A link to his website and the license will be in the show notes. If you want to get a hold of us, email us at moonharborheroes at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at moonharborcast. If you enjoyed this issue, please leave us a review on iTunes and tell a friend word of mouth and five-star reviews are really the best way for us to keep bringing these stories to more people. If you'd like to support us financially, check us out on patreon.com slash moonharborheroes. Supporting us there will give you access to bonus episodes each month. And uh, thanks for helping us save the world. We'll see you next issue.